Hey, WKRP Cincinnati, what are we going to do? Mm-hmm. Yeah, what Wolfman Jack, what are we going to do? Well, what we're going to do, friends, is this is uh, The Flophouse. It's a podcast normally about bad movies. We watch a bad movie, and then we talk about it. Uh, last week's episode, uh, Hillbilly Elegy, is one such of those episodes, the main episodes as you would call them but then on the off weeks we just uh mess around do other things mostly related movies sometimes not but tonight <laughs> you know before i introduce what we're doing uh-huh. let's introduce ourselves yep. sounds great i'm dan mccoy i'm Stuart wellington my name's elliot kalen you might know me as the writer of maniac of new york the hit comic from aftershock comics dan uh-huh mm-hmm Elliot, Elliot, while Dan was doing his pro. introduction, I was watching you as you were like clearly working through your through in your head whether or not Dan was going to fuck it up or, or not. And he no, I saw it, it too. He stuck that landing. This is one the of the fucking lack of faith. One of the things that keeps the thrill alive for me is never knowing whether things are going to go <laughs> slideways when Dan is saying yeah. stuff. So it's uh, it really it means that the spice never goes out of our recording relationship. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Uh, well, that's you know that's what's called the wild card theory of <laughs> romance and podcasting. Uh, okay, so we've introduced ourselves. That's the most important thing. But the second most important thing is to introduce the premise of this Flophouse Mini, uh, where we are not talking about a bad movie. What we are doing is uh, I am returning to the well, one of my most popular bits. Everybody loves it. From the one time we did it before... I'm going to uh, quiz you on some IMDb goofs. Mm-hmm. And uh, <laughs> okay. because this is the sequel, I'm calling this Goofs Toofs. <laughs> uh, to, anyone, so, to anyone who's picking up the show for the first time after seeing our Teen Wolf live show that we had recently, thank you very much for watching that show, by the way. We had a great outpouring from the fans. Great response. We really appreciate it. It's helping us all out. For anyone who is joining us now as a regular listener, stick around. For at least one more episode. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm glad Come you brought on, up our live show. What is this lack show. of faith? Our live show, was, was, uh... I was like so blown away. I was touched by the response. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember, I mean, Dan texted me right after and said he thought we should have had a bigger turnout. But I was like, no, Dan, <laughs> the turnout was great. <laughs> Dan, he texted something Dan to me about like me. about those. Let, uh, let's see if those jackasses understand what we're laying down. <laughs> yeah, and right. I was like, Dan, I think <laughs> our fans right. are great. <laughs> I texted something that said, "I'm ungrateful," <laughs> <laughs> which is weird that I would just text the subtext to you. But uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What are you HBO's Game of Thrones TV show? Mm, mm, trenchant. Uh, <laughs> I guess. So this is. <laughs> I don't really understand it, but here's the rules of this bit. Um, so we're going to do a little contest, a little trivia contest. Goofs, toofs, I'm going to... you called it? <laughs> yeah, I called goofs, it Goofs, toofs, yeah. Okay. Now, you may be aware that there is a uh, a little website, or a big website at this point, uh, <laughs> known as IMDb, <laughs> the Internet Movie Database. Uh, from almost the dawning of the Internet, this has been the premier site to uh, just, you know, look up that movie. Uh-huh. Like, oh, who was in that movie? Those are the people who were in that movie. Mm-hmm. Those are the people who worked on it. It's a uh, a clearing ground for all that sort of uh, credit information, largely. But it has other things. It has a goof section for many of its uh-huh. movies. And IMDb is uh, managed on, um, you know, sort of a wiki model. Not exactly that, but uh, uh-huh. users do a lot of the information uh, gathering. That's why my friend John Kingman 
was able to uh, make it look like I was the set dresser for the bikini car wash mm-hmm. company uh, mm-hmm. uh, briefly. It's why there, was, why there were many, many years when, according to IMDb, the greatest film of all time was The Shawshank Redemption, a <laughs> perfectly fine movie I like very much, but that is hardly the, the pinnacle of cinematic achievement. You know, the yes. IMDb, part of that also is why I am mislabeled as having a part in a Wiggles movie or video or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, about and, pirates, right? And yeah. and why in my trivia on my entry, it of course mentions my lifelong friendship with Annie Hathaway, uh, which is <laughs> has only the most tenuous relationship with reality. That that fact. <laughs> yeah. Well, that, yeah. That is a that is obviously Flophouse fan mischief maker. It also has it also has there. the wrong birth year for me. Someone shaved a year off of my my age, which thank you oh. very much. It wasn't me, but I appreciate it. You know, youth very is nice. everything in this business. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh. Uh, don't I know it, man. My, my <laughs> the, youthful glow what, is faded. My favorite thing about IMDb is how no matter what, no matter what actor I pick, it they are always going to have at least one credited appearance on the TV show Harry's Law. That is the law of Harry. <laughs> I mean, Every a, actor has been on Harry's Law. A pretty short-lived program, too. I, I feel like that's, that's what's strange about it. The number, the actors that Stu looks up on IMDb are a self-selected group. I feel like it's... <laughs> it's uh, <laughs> he's mostly looking up Kathy Bates, which is why <laughs> yeah, Harry's yeah, right. of, yeah. Like, where do I know her from? <laughs> hmm. So, okay. Well, but the point of what I was saying is that on IMDb... People contribute goofs, uh, little uh, bloopers, if you will, in the movie that just got, you know, did not get edited out. No one caught them along the way, like a Starbucks cup in the aforementioned Game of Thrones. These are just goofs. Like someone zipping Uh, their fly right on camera in Teen Wolf. mm -hmm. As we talked about during our Teen Wolf live show, I'm sorry to keep referencing it. It will never be seen or heard again. So know, it's for anyone who strange. missed, I apologize. I'm really tantalizing I you. I don't know why you're that, actually, and that is the original. In. The original mythology was that Tantalus, when he was being punished mm-hmm. in the afterlife, they would they would promise him he would get to see our Teen Wolf live show, and then go, "Ooh, sorry, you missed the window." Ooh, yeah. Um, <laughs> but the point is, so the ideas that uh, the greater viewing public have about what makes a goof are maybe a little uh, broader, more expansive. Than uh, you might imagine. Now, Dan, would, do goofs include bloops? Uh, I think a bloop is more, you know, a flub that is recognized. <laughs> Dan, don't throw more terminology at me. <laughs> Use plain English. Come on. A goof is a flub. <laughs> Come on, nerdlinger. <laughs> now, a best boy uh, uses his grip to grip onto this flub uh, to gaff. The um, are you guys talking about DP? fucking Mank again? <laughs> We're talking about Mank. Stu, don't get me started uh, on Mank. I have a lot to say about it. Don't yank his Mank crank. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody send me that shirt. Send me a shirt that says "Don't yank my Mank crank." Uh, I, I promise okay. you, I will take a picture wearing it. <laughs> That's our oh. pledge to you. That's listeners. my yank mank crank pledge. Oh. <laughs> it's like something out of a out of a, out of a Dr. Seuss book. When he watched Mank, it made him crank. So don't yank his mank crank. And you're gonna hold up like a copy of today's newspaper so I know it wasn't a forged photo, right? Yeah, exactly. So you know I didn't take it a hundred years in the past. Yeah. <laughs> 
Uh, a goof, I think. I think the difference between a goof and a bloop is someone catches the bloop okay. along the way. I see, and so it ends it... up hopefully on a bloop yeah. reel at the end. Although every time I watch mm-hmm. a serious movie, I'm always disappointed there's no bloops at the end. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Something look, something funny must that... have happened on the set of The Little Things. Why is there no bloops at the end? <laughs> You know, I, I both want to live in a world with more bloops, and I remember how, like, being there ends with a bunch of bloopers, and it's so strange after the movie that we've just watched. Yeah, and Peter that. Sellers was apparently very unhappy about that. Uh, I mean, yeah, he thought it lost on the Oscar, didn't he? I don't know about that, maybe. Was, I th- He felt that he had he had constructed this performance and held it for yeah. the whole movie, and then how Ashby was like, hey, check this dude out, it's just Peter Sellers, don't think it's really that guy. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, well, anyway, the point is, I'm going to read off one of these uh, crowdsourced goofs, and you gentlemen are going to have to guess what movie the bloop comes from. I will keep score. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna <laughs> Despite the title of the film, here. Godzilla never bumps his shin on anything. <laughs> is it Shin Godzilla? No, it's not. <laughs> okay, so this is uh, the first bloop. Toast the knowing turns the crank of the music box in the wrong direction. What a bloop! <laughs> Wait, Toast wouldn't that knowing. be a wouldn't that be a goof and not a bloop? Yeah, that feels like is a is that goof. the first goof of the oh, night? Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> what a goof! That was a that was a you know what that was a that was a bloop goof. I feel like that was yeah that was a that was, we'll, we'll put we'll put the goof bloop reel at the end. Yeah, I feel like a a bloop would have been if if he had gone to crank the music box and it broke off in his hand and then he pooped on himself. Like that's a serious bloop. That's a poop bloop. The goof the goof troop came in to to clarify that, that was a a poop bloop and not a not a goof. Yeah, they used they used uh, no, okay. the wrong form to classify it, so everyone had to go to Brazil jail. Here's a goof. The goof is Toast the Knowing turns the crank of the music box in the wrong direction. Oh, that goofy goof. What movie is this? Uh, let's. I'm gonna. You know what? I'm gonna to try and um, even things out. I'm gonna call on one of you first, and I'm gonna switch it up each round. So, in this first round, Elliot, do you have a guess for what this? Goof is from. It sounds really familiar, and I'm sure that I will be like, oh, right, when I hear it. But all I can think of is Toad the Wet Sprocket, and that makes mm-hmm. me think about the original Monty Python bit that the name Toad the Wet Sprocket came from, uh, mm-hmm. featuring Ambidextrous Rex. Uh, and that's not it. It can't be, It's because there's no music box in that bit. So, I don't know. Uh, is it Freak the Mighty? Well, we'll find out uh, soon enough. Stuart, what is your guess for this? Well, you mentioned a monkey. Wait, you mentioned a you mentioned a music box. So I got ahead of myself. So is it Monkey Shines, the movie with the monkey with a? <laughs> wait, that doesn't have a, a music box. It just plays like a little drum. I fucked it up. I mean, monkey Shine. I don't think he does play a little drum, does he? Does he play a music box? Did I get it right? <laughs> yeah, I think so, right? Is it Monkey Shines <laughs> Experiment Terror? <laughs> All right, there is a monkey that plays the cymbals on the cover of the VHS for Monkey Shines. Yeah. I don't Did, know if it's in the movie or not. I don't think it's in the that movie, but old, there is that... That is a clockwork monkey. The, it is not the actual killer monkey. I mean, monkey. we all remember a clockwork monkey, Stanley, Ku- Stanley Kubrick's adaptation of Anthony Burgess's novel. Yeah. Uh, the... I think you might be thinking of there was an old TV movie about an evil wind-up symbol monkey, and that was later repurposed as the second half of Merlin's Shop of Mystical Wonders, 
which was okay. a mystery science theater episode. So Dan, that's that was what I was thinking of actually. Yeah. So are so I'm going to say last year of Mary in Bed. The correct answer to this is of course. Fury Road, Mad Max Fury Road. Right. Oh, that goofster to- Toast the Which Knowing. Which character was Toast the Knowing? I don't know. <laughs> uh, so uh, let's look at the scores. We've got zero to zero. He, Moving I on. feel like I should have known that one because I love that movie. But on the other hand, I, a lot of those characters, their names are not said in the movie. So it's, yeah. you kind of have to know. You have to kind of have to have read to some of the back matter, you know. Wait for the, the end of the credits where everyone gets their name. Yeah. Um, okay. Blue, uh, goof the, the, the second. When we see Jack in his final state of undead in the porno theater, he uses a lot of words, uh, that are formed with the lips, such as schmuck. However, Jack is virtually skeletal and has no lips to form the words. That is a hell of a goof, guys. Yeah, so, Dan, yeah, I, I, I believe I know this one, but if Stuart wants to go. I'm gonna jump I, in I, there. We're talking about a Jack that's almost a skeleton. This is obviously Nightmare Before Christmas, baby. Yep. You remember seeing the scene where he goes to a porno theater? Yep. (laughs) Yeah, right? Yeah. And Oogie Boogie's like, you better clean that up, dude. And I'm like, what? (laughs) Yeah, I think it's, uh, I I believe you're talking about an American werewolf in London, Daniel. Uh, Yes, I am. Yeah. That is correct. I I think the fact that, I love that the goof is not a corpse is talking. A skeleton no. is talking, which is not a thing skeletons yeah. to do. It is that the skeleton can't form those particular phonemes with, no, no, no. without yeah. lips. Well, I mean, <laughs> without lips. Uh, so, I, you know, I'm sorry, Stuart. You sacrificed your vote to comedy. Uh, so, Elliot <laughs> Yeah. Is, yeah, I didn't love the joke. I didn't have you. It uh, turns out I like, I like people knowing that I know things more than people laughing at my jokes, mm-hmm. especially after I missed that Fury Road one. So okay. That now I'm wondering. Is, no, now uh, I'm wondering though about the the Nightmare Before Christmas stop motion porn parody that mm-hmm. never got made but probably should have been made. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, uh, Goof the Third. Mm-hmm. Helen believes she's alone on the plane, yet she changes into her uniform in the undoubtedly cramped laboratory. Why wouldn't she just change in the cabin? What a goof! Elliot, Helen believes she's alone on the plane, yet she changes into her uniform in the undoubtedly cramped laboratory. Why not the cabin? I mean, if it's the movie that I think it is, then that's Helen Hunt doing the plane sequence in Hunt Stunts, the the (laughs) direct-to-video, sold-only-through-late-night-cable-commercials video where Helen Hunt pulls off the trickiest, the ickiest, and craziest stunts this side of Hollywood. And in that one, she was pretending to be a flight attendant, and then she changes into the uniform, and she has to, and she like lands the plane basically on the top of a construction site crane, and then the whole thing explodes, and she has to tumble out down the side of the crane uh, mm-hmm. to get out. And uh, and then she's like, ugh, next time I'm taking the train. Is it that one? Is it Hunt Stunts? Uh, well, we'll find out. Well, Elliot already took Hunt Stunts, so I can't say that one. <laughs> no, I mean, you could uh, say the other, the <clears throat> Hunt Stunts too, which was Linda Hunt doing a series of stunts. I mean, <laughs> that's I mean that's crazy that they say that for the sequel, but I guess you got to go bigger, right? <laughs> yeah, I think, yeah, exactly. Um, so, yeah, I mean, obviously we're talking about a plane here, and the only movie I can think of that has a plane in it, uh, I think this is a fact, is Con Air starring Nicolas Cage. <laughs> is it Con Air starring Nicolas Cage? Well, uh, I'm afraid that neither 
if you got this one, the answer is The Incredibles. Oh. Uh, I assume that Anthony Lane right, right, contributed right, right, right. this goof. He's like, why doesn't Helen change out in front of all of us? I think the audience <laughs> would like to see that. Is that that dude who like jacked off about uh, Mrs. Incredible in his fucking review in the newspaper? Yeah, the New Yorker review. <laughs> wow. Uh, he was uh, totally horny for... Helen Parr, which, look, understandable, but maybe not in your review of this children's movie to be for fair, New Yorker. One, is that like the like... most horny on Maine you can be? <laughs> is that to do is, it in the yeah. newspaper? I think, yeah. Yeah, I'm going to, in defense of Anthony Lane, one, it's not like children were going to read the review in the New Yorker of Incredibles 2. You might as well. <laughs> yeah. And two... Yeah, you might as well. You might as well talk about uh, your, your infatuation with large bottoms. And two, if you're mm -hmm. familiar with Anthony Lane, he... Is so it is so hard for him to stay on topic about any movie that he is writing about. He's like, hmm, Avengers Infinity War. Well, whatever happened to His Girl Friday? Let me talk about that. And it's like, dude, I love His Girl Friday too. But like, they're not. You, not every movie is yeah. an excuse to talk about how much you love Rosalind Russell. So that that guy does not care for movies. I don't he doesn't think. seem think to like just... movies as opposed to the other New Yorker film critic Richard Brody, who merely likes movies that everybody else doesn't like. Oh, like Armin White. He's a little bit like Armin. He's not quite as intense that way as Armin White, a little bit. Richard Brody, his, his personal crusade seems to be making sure everyone knows that Ishtar is a work of, of pure genius and a hilarious movie to boot. And that, and that the Star Wars movies are soulless. I think we, I think we disproved that, right, when we watched it for yeah. this podcast? Scientifically. A mystifying take, as far as I'm concerned. But God love you if you enjoyed it. You know, have fun. If you you know, right. Elaine May is undoubtedly incredibly talented and a, a skilled filmmaker in other films. So, you know... Not fair what happened to her as a result of Ishtar, but at the same time, Ishtar is not very good. I'm sorry, Richard Brody, but I had to say it. And Anthony Lane, hey, just keep on flying that freak flag. Maybe someday you'll get to bury it in Mrs. Incredible. <laughs> so, speaking of... <laughs> Jesus Christ. Speaking yeah. of It's okay, Anthony Dan. Lane. Kids don't listen to this. It's okay. Yeah. Is it? I hope okay. not. Uh, speaking of... Anthony Lane, here's another horny Because they'll make goof. fun of me, and I'm very intimidated by kids. <laughs> mm -hmm. So here's goof number four. When Ava has to put on clothes slash skin, her breasts become notably smaller. So some someone needed to uh, let us know about this goof. Uh, the, like, are we to believe that putting on clothes slash skin makes one's breasts Smaller, unnamed film? What a goof. Okay, so I guess, uh, who did I go to first last time? I can't even remember. Uh, I you think went I went LA first last first. time. <laughs> okay, yeah, so. so, Stuart, do you Man. have an idea about uh, what film? Trying to think about <laughs> putting on clothes slash skin. Feels <laughs> that like seems that's, to be uh, the giveaway. I, I don't feels know. Feels like a I'll layup. my head. <laughs> I don't want to biff this one because I keep biffing them. Uh, but man, I'm kind of stumped. I mean, it's I mean, not Hellraiser to... 2. <laughs> it's not Hellraiser 1. But they do, it sounds he does need, like something you would see in a Hellraiser. He does need to collect skin in that first Hellraiser. Uh-huh, because he's in hell helping. Yeah, for his big skin ball. Now, Stu, I think you would want to biff this one. That's where you, you get the answers in the goof almanac, and you go back in time, and now you can make yeah. bets on the goofs, and, you'll, and you're running the world pretty mm -hmm. soon. Yeah, it was, uh, it was written by accredited journalist Dan McCoy, right? <laughs> mm -hmm. 
There was a uh, there was a noted sports fan. Uh, something that that uh, was starting to get to me was I don't know if you guys were seeing as many comparisons between Trump and Biff in Back to the Future Two, where they're like, "This is Biff World," and it was like, and they're like, "How prescient!" And it's like, it's only because Trump is every villain that's ever been in every movie. Like he embodies all the characteristics of every villain from every movie. So like, of course, it's 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 reminiscent of those things. But anyway. Um, not to not to insult any of the fascist listeners that we have, we appreciate your listening. Uh, <laughs> that, so Dan, Ava, when she puts on clothes, her boobs get smaller. Stuart, it's not mm-hmm. a Hellraiser movie, I guess. So what are you going to guess? Yeah, I don't, I don't know now. Um, uh, Wally, that's the name of that robot. Her name's Ava, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, Ava. Yeah. yeah. And and I'm Dan. I'm going to guess it's Honey. I, I Shrunk and Skin on. I'm going to guess it's Honey. I Shrunk the Boobs. Yeah, no, does she the, uh, does she drape skin on her robot shell like a Necron <laughs> flayed one from the Warhammer Forty Thousand universe? No, this uh, the second and uh, uh, final of the uh, the horny goofs I would call them okay. is uh, that is Ex Machina, Ex Machina, right? Um, okay. So this is uh, uh, I will call this halftime. <laughs> um, <laughs> We uh, we have to do a, 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 a uh, an advertisement, but Elliot is currently ahead one to not zero. Not by much. Okay. This is not my yeah. day, and yeah. you know what, Stu? I think you can take Any this Any given game. Sunday, you know? Yep. I mean, technically we're recording this on a Tuesday, but yeah, sure. <laughs> sure. I'm Judge John Hodgman. And I'm bailiff Jesse Thorne. Ten years ago, I came on Jordan Jesse Go and judged my first dispute. Is chili a soup? It's a stew, obviously. The judge has dispensed a decade of justice. He's the one person wise enough to answer the really important questions. Like, should you hire a mime to perform at your own funeral? After they cry, I want them to laugh. Do you really need a tank full of jellyfish in your den? They smell like living creatures decaying. (laughs) Only if they are decaying. Yeah, which they will be. Real people, real justice, real comedy. Winner of the Webby Award for Best Comedy Podcast. The Judge John Hodgman Podcast, every Wednesday on MaximumFun.org. Hey, it's Jesse. What you're about to hear is real. Hey, this is Chris. Hi, Chris. It's Jesse calling for Maximum Fun. Hey, Jesse. I heard that you got into a car accident. Yeah, I was listening to Stop Podcasting Yourself, and I just laughed so hard that I uh, slammed into a construction barrier. Do <laughs> uh... you remember what it was that was so funny? I will never forget, I'm sure. They started talking about Vegas and the, you know, if it happens here, it stays here, and that slogan. And then Graham was talking about, oh, you know, wasn't there some other slogan for another commercial? I was like a commercial for food and it said like whatever's in there stays in there i can't remember what it was clams or something (laughs) (laughs) clams just so ridiculous and man i got lightheaded i was laughing so hard next thing i know (laughs) smash they are they are just brilliantly funny so i talked to dave and graham from stop podcasting yourself we would like to pay your car repair bill is that okay that, I mean, that would be super nice, Jesse. I really uh, thank you. I appreciate that. So, uh, the, the Fluff Dan, House... wait. Do we have not... any goofs from any what? given Sunday? Because I feel like Dan, Stuart should be disqualified from answering those. <laughs> the goof of it is like, this is uh, this does not take place on any given Sunday. This 
takes place over the course of several specific Sundays. In reality, Having recently rewatched Any Given Sunday, for one, I think the sports teams have the craziest names out of any <laughs> movie I've ever seen. And also, yeah. uh, it, I think when it comes to pop songs that I wish existed in the real world, the uh, the Willie Beeman song is tied with Scotty Doesn't Know from Eurotrip as my favorite <laughs> pop songs. Uh, I would say the goof for any given Sunday is a football team cannot win on any given Sunday, merely on those Sundays for which football games are scheduled. And oh, Dan, wow. what, what is the advertisement? You're right. <laughs> oh, God, I hate it. I hate it, but you're right, you know. Got to respect it when you're right. Mm-hmm. Uh, well... The Flophouse is sponsored in part by ExpressVPN. Did you know that there are thousands of shows on Netflix that might not be available to you now based on your location? Make sure you're getting your full money's worth by using ExpressVPN. Using ExpressVPN, you can control which country you want Netflix to think you're in. You can watch, uh, I don't know, Brooklyn Nine-Nine on Canada Netflix. Fresh Prince of Bel-Air on Australia Netflix. Black Adder on UK Netflix. Uh, it's uh, it's not on US Netflix, but with just one tap of a button, ExpressVPN lets you change your location to whatever country you like to watch it. Uh, ExpressVPN is also super fast. Works on your phone, laptop, even smart TVs, so you can watch your shows on the big screen with zero buffering. So stop paying full price. What? Who? What? I, I see Elliot over there contemplating what the difference is between Fresh Prince uh, in Australia is. I think it's because it takes place in Sydney. Bel Air is a uh, suburb of Sydney. Now, yeah, let's, yeah. Be, now let's, let's just clarify for a moment. This is... Uh, this is not a an Australian <laughs> version of Fresh Prince. No, but I'd love the idea if they dubbed it in Australian. Yahoo serious. <laughs> yeah, this, this is <laughs> this is the Fresh Prince we all grew up with, starring one William Smith, and uh, it just may not be available on Netflix in the U.S. due to rights issues, but you can get it on Netflix Australia. Oh, Dan, I'm going to okay, tell you. Okay, I'm okay. going to tell you a little horror story that might terrify our listeners. Okay. Years ago, I was in a little country called. England, the United Kingdom. I was in the city of London. Okay. I was doing the dishes, and I looked up mm. Netflix on my iPad, or maybe it was my laptop even, because back then I think I didn't have an iPad. What was available on Netflix but the movie Miracle Mile? I've heard so much about that movie for years. I've always wanted to see it. I started watching it, didn't get to finish it before the trip was over. No worries, I said. When I get home, I will finish watching the movie on Netflix at home. But Dan, when I what? looked at when I looked at Netflix mm-hmm. in America... Was Miracle Mile available? It was not, Dan. It was not. And to this day, I have still never seen the second half of Miracle Mile. Don't be like me. Don't be like me, listeners. Learn from my mistakes. Express Mm -hmm. VPN. And no spoilers. What happens? Don't don't tell me what happens in the end of Miracle Mile. Uh, Yeah, so... Uh, if this interests you, uh, stop paying full price for streaming services and only getting access to a fraction of their content. Get your money's worth at expressvpn.com slash flop. Don't forget to use our link so you can get three extra months free. That's E-X-P-R-E-S-S-V-P-N dot com slash flop. Expressvpn.com slash flop to learn more. But now... Guys, let's return to this game now. Yeah, it's close. Call, 
If you'll recall from before the break, it is very close. Elliot has one. Stuart has zero. Okay. okay. We can. T- you can turn this around, Stu, or perhaps I'll open up an even more insurmountable uh, lead. I mean, it, I certainly can't get gonna, worse, right? I can't lose points, right? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. Start. Dan's the Dan's the crazy games master who has his has his <laughs> own mixed up it. Alice in Wonderland rules. A real arcade fellow. Mm-hmm. I'm going to open this one uh, uh, to you first uh-huh. uh, because you're behind. Yep. Uh, here's a goof. Oh man. A caption. <laughs> I love. I love. Wait, wait. I like Dan ahead of time, salivating over just like, just like savoring this goof. <laughs> love a good goof. Uh, a caption reads Thursday, and then shortly afterwards, we see Wendy and Danny watching the Roadrunner show, with its a distinctive theme song. In the late seventies, that show played only on Saturday mornings. Oof! What a goof, Stewart. What movie? Wendy and Danny in the 70s. It's got to be Forrest Gump, baby. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I see Stuart's game, and I appreciate it. I appreciate that he realizes that the competition is less important than the fun and the friends we make along the way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right? So is that your answer, Stuart? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Elliot, what do you got? Mm, show me Zodiac. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, <laughs> similarly <we're> both, fun movies. <laughs> apparently, we're we're both throwing the competition. <laughs> the both, answer, of course, both is, examples of directors working at the top of their game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the answer is The Shining. Oh, Wendy and Danny are watching the Roadrunner oh, show. Right. <clears throat> um, right. Okay. That's that movie about how they fake the moon landing. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. We got. We got two more goofs, guys. Two more. These are the primo ones. (laughs) Oh, man. Yeah, yeah. We've been edging this whole time. (laughs) When when Nick is playing the board game, Game of Life, with Margot, he lands on the marriage block and adds the wife peg to his car. He then hands off to Margot for her turn, neglecting that in the rules for the game... (laughs) One makes another honeymoon spin immediately after getting married. Guys, can you believe that this goof made it so on screen? How did that get into the final cut? I it hope is. someone got fired for that. I don't really. Yeah. I don't. Guys, I was watching, uh, my wife and I started rewatching The Sopranos. And in like the first episode, there's this great scene where Anthony Jr. is playing Mario Kart. And Tony comes in and sits down next to him. And starts playing Mario Kart with one hand. And I'm like, dude, you can't do that. What the fuck? Well, what you can't see is his character is just slamming into a wall over and over again. Now, uh, if, I, if I may, before we reveal uh, our answers, I will say the Game of Life and I have a tumultuous history. I loved uh-huh. it as a kid. And it was recently a favorite of my older son. And we had to ban it in the house because it was giving him too strong an idea that the point of life is money and that you should be able to, like, trade in family <laughs> members for money. <laughs> it was, yeah. he, was, he was getting a little too money focused, so we had to take the game of life out of his hands. Yeah. Um, but. <laughs> Sounds like uh, that's, that's, that's like shorthand for murdering someone, right? Oh, yeah, they were his cold <laughs> Took dead the hands. game of yeah, life yeah. out of your hands. <laughs> Uh, Allie, you were up first for this one. Do you need uh, any refreshers? Do you understand? So Nick and Margot? 
Mm-hmm. This is really teaching me that I do not remember the names of characters from movies as well as I thought I did. So they're playing the game of life. So it's not a period picture. It's mm-hmm. not like Pride and Prejudice, you know, or Sense and Sensibility, or Emma, or Northanger Abbey. Uh, yeah. But I know it's a Jane Austen movie. So Clueless? Okay. And Stuart, what do you have to say? Is it? This is an actual guess. Most of the, you know, guys, I've been fucking around yeah. a lot tonight, you know. Yeah. Uh-huh. I haven't really been playing the game. I've been yeah. kind of stunting on y'all, but uh-huh. <laughs> I'm going to actually guess, is it the Royal Tenenbaums? Ooh, there is a Margot in that. Fuck. Wait, Dan, wait, Dan can, I, uh, can I change my can I was I honest my for a fucking chance. I yeah, removed, okay. all right, all, I removed right. all the irony you know, and That was your mistake, Stu. That was your mistake. That was your mistake. Shouldn't give, have done that. I'll give... I'll give you I'll give you a chance, Elliot. What what do you have one more guess? Show me Zodiac. <laughs> no. <laughs> this is This uh is from the movie Gone Girl, written by our friend Gillian Flynn. Uh, Sorry, Gillian, you done goofed. <laughs> you goofed it. Look up the rules more like of the game of life. Gillian, more like goofian. Uh-huh. Oh man, how embarrassing! I'm sorry to call. You, I'm sorry to call you out publicly like this. But uh, man, this is like cool. the scene in the Philadelphia story when when <laughs> Catherine Hepburn declares she's won a game of Connecting Four. Connect Four after only connecting three. <laughs> All right, so uh, uh, Stuart, I'm afraid you cannot win at this point. You can only tie. That's fine. But although I think you, you're giving me too much credit, <laughs> you do have well. It's possible that the last one is a joke one that is easy to get. So uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna open this one. We can only hope. I can open. I'm gonna open this one up for Stewart first, and then if he gets it, you know what? We're just ending in a tie, and everyone wins uh, the joy friendship. So um, cool your jets, Elliot. I which, know you're getting all excited yeah, no, in your chair over I there. I'm getting ready to yell, "Show me Zodiac again, Dan." So you're saying if we <laughs> don't tie, we don't get friendship? Like that's the end of our friendship, and I can never no, talk I'm to Stuart again. The moral, the moral. That's of the stakes. The, the, the They're high, but I like it. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, so then, guys, I think I'm developing a gambling addiction because of this episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Somehow, Dan just walks ju- away owning the bar tomorrow. He's <laughs> like, I wasn't even playing. Uh huh. And like three of my fingers. <laughs> Everyone's Jones in for goofs. Yeah, the next the next game Dan wants to play is lighting his lighter with one hand. <laughs> yeah. Oh, what a great story that is. Okay. Here we go. Mm-hmm. Last question. Mm-hmm. Here's the goof. <laughs> wait, wait. I, that I want that to be your new catchphrase for someone to make a soundboard because the way you said Here's it just now was so, so full of like bravado and gruff confidence. Here's the goof. <laughs> yeah. Here it is, guys. It's Dan's love language. Audrey's like, Dan, I found a new goof for you. And he's like, oh, baby. (laughs) And his fucking flip takes out of the panel. Yeah. It's it's celebrating their anniversary. And he's like, like, show me the goof. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, here's here's a a goof for you. I got you a box of brand new goofs. Print it out and cut out of paper. It's like I'm sorry, guys. I'm in a bad mood. I uh, I lost an eBay auction for a vintage goof. I'd been looking. I had my eye on this one for a while. The bidding got real high. I was up till three thirty in the morning trying to snipe this goof. Okay, here we go. Here we go. 
All right, last one. Obviously, a driver's ed instructor would never allow or order a student driver to give someone the bird. Guys, <laughs> so I just watched this the other day, so I know it. It's it's so <laughs> obvious. It's Disney's Onward or Pixar's Onward. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> do you know? Do you, do you know, ah. Stu? Do you know which one is? Uh, what summer school? No. Okay, Ellie, do you have it? Uh, I can see the scene, and I'm, yet I'm having trouble yeah. remembering exactly. What it, it's. Oh wait. Uh, well, like police academy. What are we talking about? <laughs> Obviously, a driver's ed instructor would never allow or order a student driver to give someone the bird. Got Dan. Dan, I'm just. It's just not coming to me. So I got to say it. I apologize. Show me Zodiac. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, it's it's the naked gun from the files of police oh, squad. Naked gun, that's what right. a goof! That's right. That the naked literal gun. goof was. When Man, were, I feel when like they're writing that goof. They didn't consider the fact that it was too goofy. In in real life, gripping the penis of a statue carved into the side of a building would not give it pleasure and change its face to a smile. In real life, a marble penis would not bend in that way. In real life, applying a sanding machine to the birthmark on the buttock of a famous, what is he, a scientist? I don't remember. Would create, at at best, mild abrasion and at worst, a serious injury. Not no effect as it has in this. So... In real life, right, here's the goof. Well. In real life, uh, a de- in real life, a detective with Frank Drebin's record would have been fired from the police force years ago. That was that was essentially one of the last ones. It was like it was like obviously this movie is a satire of 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 crazy like overconfident cops. But in real life, someone would have known that Nordberg was undercover, <laughs> and it's like, okay, great, you understand that it's a comedy, yeah. but you. Somehow can't take in the next In real step. life, Ayatollah Khomeini would not have had a mohawk under his turban. <laughs> now, you're, the, but you're right. I totally should have known that there was Naked Gun. I couldn't remember which of the like, which of the like Zucker type movies it was. You know was what, Elliot? It doesn't matter. You still, you still wanted a blowout of one to zero. So, yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, I'm toast. So yeah. I guess we're we're not friends anymore, Elliot. Do you? Uh, no, no, do you have no, any? No. I mean, to be honest, if I'd known those were the rules of the game before I started playing, I might not have played. But the yeah. the game is the game, you know. And you got to. Yeah. I, I can't hate the player. Why would I? He's uh-huh. he was my friend until a minute ago when he lost. It's it's that <laughs> I'll hate the it's game. It's all about the it's all about the journey, the in game experience, as opposed to the end results. Like it's fine. Yeah. You yeah know? Exactly. I guess this is a real gamer gate situation in that we were the gamers and now there's a gate between us and we can no longer uh-huh. hang out again. Yeah. And every time every time I see graffiti hastily scrawled across the walls of New York City that say show me zodiac, I'll think of you. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate that. That should, I think that will be my tag from now on. It, I I went with uh I took my uh my family out on a trip somewhere where there would be uh the other day where there was a lot of graffiti on a wall and sammy was like why do they have that there and I'm like oh those are the tags that the graffiti people put and each person has their own tag and he goes we don't have a tag so i was like should <laughs> yeah. we have one like should our family yeah. have yeah. one you gotta think about branding yeah <sighs> i guess now it's well, show me zodiac yeah mm-hmm. everyone i you, you know, think I about think brandon you can... <laughs> gotta think, think about, about branding brandon, brandon. <laughs> we need to talk about branding kevin <laughs> I mean, that probably would have put him in line, you know? Yeah. 
the idea the idea that uh, the, the principal's like we need to talk about Kevin. His branding is poor. <laughs> He has very little, very little market penetration, very little very brand recognition. Very bow and arrow based. <laughs> I feel like he's not he's uh, not creating Graham opportunities for himself to get his to get his ideas out there. Sure, <laughs> there's a lot of buzz around him, but it's mostly from his mom about how she doesn't really like him. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, want, well, I, want, I don't want people to just say we need to talk about Kevin. I want people to say we need to. Do everything about Kevin. We need to make Kevin <laughs> yeah. part of our, every aspect of our lives. We want to live that uh, Kevin lifestyle. Yeah. yeah. A, w- a wonderful, harrowing movie. <laughs> what if there's, um, what if there's, there's some guy who's like, someone's like, what Kevin did? Oh, that was terrible. And he goes, yeah, but we're talking about him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he looks at the camera and he freezes. And you think about, um, you know, the, the modern culture and the way society has, what society's done to us. As it irises in on his eye. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. I yeah. mean, the whole time I'm thinking, that kid is made out of the soup of John C. Riley and Tilda Swinton. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> soup. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Give me a cup of that. Okay. Well, <laughs> I think I think my enjoyment at uh, at inflicting this on you guys is palpable. So. I appreciate you playing along. Uh-huh, uh, yeah. Thanks to all who were uh, playing along at home, yelling at your. I'm sure a lot of people knew we, the answers we, before we did. Those were some hard goofs w- for me, but I'm sure mm-hmm. that the audience at home was like, "What? What? How can you know, I remember I, 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 that Margot was in that movie?" I did pump up the difficulty because last time, you know, last time was to sort of tantalize you, and this time, mm-hmm. yeah, and build up our confidence too much, make us feel mm-hmm. like we could take on the entire world of goofs. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and yet, and yet, uh, our wings—we flew too close to the goof sun, and our goof wings mm-hmm. have melted. We've fallen <clears> into the goof ocean. <laughs> A bunch of goofy goobers. Well, uh, I wouldn't go that far, but okay. Thank Someone you is all trying for to wreck listening. friendships. <laughs> <laughs> thank you to everyone. Uh, thank you to Maximum Fun. Our network, go to MaximumFun.org to check out uh, other uh, Max Fun podcasts. I know that Elliot has a comic book on sale now. I'm sure he would like to say mm-hmm. a little bit about. Maniac in New York, uh, number one. Actually, uh, when this is, when this episode comes out, it might be a little hard to find. It's been selling really well, but it was just announced today it will be going back for a second printing which should be well, available great. around the time of the second issue. Maniac of New York, number one, if you can find it. It's great. It's uh, Jason Takes Manhattan meets The Wire. Uh, what if instead of The Wire being about drugs in Baltimore, it was about a masked killer terrorizing New York? And uh, the art is uh, beautiful. It's by Andre it's beautiful, Udy. yeah. And uh, comes from Aftershock Comics. And it is, if you can find it, a fun read. And issue two comes out. March 8th, I believe. So if you missed issue one, oh. pick up issue two, and you'll hopefully be able to catch up with the story. <laughs> and if you, and I mean, to. if you miss the physical copy, you can find it on, you can find it digitally on Comixology. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think it's just available I mean, on Comixology. I did. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's great. <laughs> I'd recommend it. And Stuart, how's, uh, how's your stuff? What's going on? Well, Stuart Wellington has been recently half vaccinated. Baby, uh-oh, I got some of that good Dolly Parton juice in my arm. That's right, <laughs> Moderna vaccine. I got the first shot. 
second shot scheduled because I don't know if you guys know this, but podcasters are essential workers. In no, these times. that's not why. <laughs> not no, 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 no. Before no. they get mad, I'm a I'm a bar and restaurant uh, worker, and in New York, they made it available for us to get the vaccine, and I think it's the responsible thing to do for everyone who can get the vaccine to try and get it. So I got lucky and put uh, my wife put a bunch of work into the vaccine portal which is not easy and we were able to schedule a vaccine appointment for me so yeah i took it uh since i'd previously had covid uh i had a kind of a rough time with it the first day was pretty difficult i was pretty uh fatigued but i'm feeling better now obviously based on my performance on tonight's game and uh Would you say the takeaway from this episode is Stuart Wellington stronger than ever before? That's the thing. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, right before we started, I was doing squats and push-ups. I'm getting pumped. I'm ready to. Uh, I'm ready to <laughs> okay. tie like a bandana around my forehead so I can battle some enemies. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You can't see. Well, uh, I get, but, <laughs> but Stuart right now is bending a paperclip into a bow so that he can fight off some gremlins in the clamp building. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, it just I just remember that not about the lady ago, <laughs> No, not the lady about gremlin. Tim- She's going to find love with Robert Picardo. She's the good yeah, gremlin. I don't want to uh, stop yeah. that. No. Yeah. Uh, no, I just remembered that we were trying to end this. So, um, you know, By the way, uh, I think us- the lady gremlin no. and Robert Picardo in inner space are basically the same character. <laughs> I need to examine this a little bit more, but I think I they're mean, very I think similar. Ha- I think you have a master's thesis. Let's I get to work on that's- it. Yeah, I think that's the presentation for the next uh, live Dan, show. Dan, did you have anything to promote? Uh, do you want to tell people about your your John Stewart packet that I'm sure you were writing up for his for his new show? I was text. Yeah, I was texting Elliot. I'm like, why is John Stewart packet like a thing that's trending? This is like we both agreed it was such like an inside baseball thing on Twitter. So this uh, that'll mark when uh, this episode came out. If you mm-hmm. are on Twitter and you vaguely saw people talking about the John Stewart packet, when I saw it, I'm like, is that the name of the next digital underground album? Uh, No, I got nothing to plug. I'm just here. You know, I got a new kitten. It's pretty cute. That's that's, that's what's going on. We're we're all enamored of the new kitten. Yeah, yeah. Uh, But anyway, so uh, if you liked this, maybe listen to a a normal episode if you haven't heard one. Uh, And if you uh, are a regular listener, please keep listening and uh, rate, review, subscribe, all the stuff that helps a podcast grow. Uh, a young, healthy podcast with growing bones. <laughs> that's what kids have, right? They do. <laughs> they do have growing that's, bones. That's they true. Grow and split their skin, just like nope. sort of. No. <laughs> okay. No, the skin grows well, with the bones, unless they're marrow of the X Men. But that's uh, one case in particular. You know. <laughs> all right. Well, uh, thank you all for listening for the Flophouse. I've been Dan McCoy. I'm Stuart Wellington. I'm Elliot Kalen saying, if you can do something nice for somebody today, please do so. Show me Zodiac. Oh, I should have said that. Damn. Forget the thing I said about (laughs) doing nice stuff. Pretend I said, show me Zodiac. Maximumfun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.